Good morning, One Hope. It's February 15th, 2024. Our passage for today is Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 1 to 25. We're still in the third sermon of Jeremiah. And in chapter 10 today, Jeremiah talks about idol worship. And here he does two things. He exposes and he proposes. He exposes the true nature of idol worship and its darkness. And he also proposes and invites them to see a grand picture of their God. Verse 1, hear what the Lord says to you, people of Israel. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. Don't learn, don't follow the ways of the nations around you. You were saved from Egypt to be my holy people, to become a light to them, not to join in their darkness. So do not follow them. Do not learn from them. Don't be afraid like them. Don't be terrified by the signs that they are terrified by. Don't join in their darkness. And then Jeremiah then exposes the true nature of idol worship. Verse 3, For the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and the craftsman shapes it with his chisel. Verse 4, They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails, so it will not totter. Verse 5, Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. Idols are nothing. They're just a piece of wood that's cut out, and it's adorned with gold and silver and may look fancy to, to you or to them and to them, but they're just nothing, nothing but a piece of wood. And not only that, they have to be carried by humans. And if you could think of a scarecrow in a field, that's all it is. Idols are nothing but a bunch of scarecrows in a field that really doesn't do anything and cannot do anything. So don't fear them. They can't do you any harm or nor they can they do any good. Well, why do these Israelites and the people of Judah keep falling into idol worship? I ask myself. Well, it's because probably that's what they saw. They looked around. People of the nation around them bowed down before these statues. And what, they, what the Israelites and people of Judah also saw was probably that, well, they bowed down and worshiped these idols. And I see them succeed. Their harvest is plentiful. So it must be, and they correlate the two, it must be those idol gods that bring them success. So we will go and bow down before those idols as well. Maybe also because, as God keeps saying in this chapter, don't fear what they fear, is because they also feared. They feared disaster. They feared failure of crops and harvests. So out of that fear, they probably turned to these idol gods that the people around them were worshiping. 
Friends, fear drives us to idolatry. It drives us to idols that we think will save us. Well, for me, however, though, this didn't make sense to me. Why would they fall into such idol worship? Because for me, those statues, no matter how fancy they look, I don't feel like they're gods to me. It doesn't feel like they're gods to me. I actually agree with what Jeremiah says. To me, it just feels like it's a bunch of scarecrows or at most a bunch of statues that people have created with their own hands. I had this experience in Malaysia where I did my um, uh, missions outreach for uh, Youth with a Mission. And in the city that we're in, there was this mountain cave and you go into it and as you go up into the cave and climb up, uh, there are different stations where different and various statues are uh, erected. And, and as I walked by one them, passed them one by one, to me, it was just a tourist site and it didn't feel like these statues were gods to me. No matter how colorful, fancy, and adorned they looked, to me they just feel like and felt like statues that human beings have made with their own hands. But then the Lord reminded me, our idols today are invisible. Whatever that we turn to and rely on more than God, that's our idol. And if that's the case, for some of us, our money can be our idol. For some of us, maybe our children. For others, approval of people. And for others, it's drive or desire for success that can become an idol for us. So ask yourself this morning, what is your idol in your life? And if you have built up this idol a person, thing, desire, money, whatever it is, how can you and I turn away from our own idol worship? We need two things, which Jeremiah tries to show in this chapter. We need to see the true, dark nature of our idol and also see God for who he truly is. And that's what Jeremiah does. He paints a picture of God and invites the people of Judah to see it. Verse 12, God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. Verse 13, when he thunders the waters in the heavens roar, he makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Do you hear it? Do you see it? Jeremiah invites them. Do you see your God? This is how big he is. This is how powerful he is. I hope that the Spirit of God shows you who God is and how big and truly powerful he is. When the Spirit of God moves through the Word of God, we begin to see. Not only that, we begin to hear God. We begin to Feel him and feel the sound of God moving, God, uh, God thundering, the sound of God thundering, the waters in the heavens roaring. I often 
experience that in my time in God's word. As the spirit moves through what I'm reading, I start to believe what I'm reading. I start to see what I'm reading. And, and I, I feel it. And, and I'm convinced. And I see with my spiritual eyes, that's who my God is. And that's what he has done and what he is doing right now. For that to happen, we need the spirit of God. So I pray that God will move as you open up the word of God, that you begin to truly see who God is. I also pray that God will expose the true nature, the dark nature of your own idol as well. Verse 14, everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. Those who make the idols create the idols. They will be shamed by the idols which they have created with their own hands. We need to realize and see that our idols that we worship and follow will ultimately, surely betray us. These idols will not be loyal to us. They will fail us. They will betray us. And I hope that God opens your spiritual eyes to see that. The images he makes are a fraud. They have no breath in them. I pray that you will see the idols that you worship and love and you're holding on to, clinging on to. I hope and pray that you will see that there's no life in it. It's dead. There's no life. Life that you're looking for is not in those idols that you're chasing after. Verse 15, they are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. I pray and hope that the idols, whatever it is that you are worshiping and following and clinging on to, you will have the spiritual eyes to see that they are actually worthless. You'll see how worthless. I pray that you will come to see how worthless it is. One idol which many of us pastors can worship is success. By God's grace, God has truly freed me from that. And I'm so thankful for that because I'm not driven by the idol of success because God has shown me how worthless that idol is. Success means little to me. God has, because God has exposed the true nature of success, if that becomes your idol. There's no lasting life in it. It'll betray me. I know that. If I keep chasing it and get more of it, more of it, and thinking that it'll bring what I need and what I want and what God wants at the end, in the end, it'll betray me. So I know that I see it. I'm so grateful for it. Instead, by God's grace, what I see and hear is the thundering sound of God moving when the Spirit of God works in the heart of a person who hears the gospel, respond to it, and receive Jesus into their heart. I hear that sound, God moving, sound of God thundering. I see and hear the sound of the waters in the heavens roaring when God's people gather to offer God their extravagant worship, true worship, worship in spirit and truth, and God is moving in the midst of his people, I, he, I see and hear the sound of God roaring and his waters in the heavens roaring. I live for that. And I now go after that because there in lies true life that I want and desire. 
So in the midst of the idol worship that we have built and the idols that we have put up in our lives, here's our takeaway for today. Don't look around, but look up. We fall into idol worship because we keep looking around. See the things what the people in the world see and start worrying about what they, wor- what they worry about and start bowing down before the same gods, that idols that they bow down before. Instead of looking around, let's lift up our eyes and look up. Don't look around, but look up. In Jesus' name, amen.